Hello and welcome to our Friends the Anthology episode 9 and the first episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Hooray. is really excited about this one. This is our first Buffy episode and also the first episode where we're trying out kind of a bit of a new format. We're basically previously we've been doing four consecutive episodes and now we're switching it up and we're going to cherry pick. Yeah. And the idea is that one person is sort of more investor into the show than the other person, and we're trying to convince the other person why this show is worth their time, what the merits of it are. Yeah, it's basically like, this is why you should watch this show. Yeah. And then four episodes later, we'll decide if that person succeeded or failed in right. convincing the other. And we might just have guests picking shows and showing them to the two of us. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. I kicked it off by picking Buffy the Empire Slayer and the first episode we're doing is season three episode six band candy and let's dive right in all right David you've seen this episode before yeah here's where the new format kind of fails us I've already seen a I think a lot of these episodes okay I don't know I think I stopped in season four okay then that means you won't have seen two of them oh okay but I will say that I don't remember anything about band candy i was like have i seen this episode i didn't know where what i didn't know what was happening i i just have absolutely no memory of it and i hadn't i haven't seen buffy for a while i got into buffy in high school i had a couple of friends who would watch it they'd order pizza and they watch buffy vampire slayer and they do that every week and finally i decided that i wanted pizza bad enough that i was gonna suffer through an episode of buffy the vampire slayer because i admit it's a it's a stupid name. I actually don't think it's that dumb. I know I was I was uh, goofing on it earlier, but... I feel like one way or the other, it engenders strong feelings. You're just like, ooh, Buffy. Like, what? what is that? I have to check it out. Or you're just like, Buffy. It's such a silly name. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, so anyways, I finally kind of sucked it up and watched an episode of Buffy and was almost instantly hooked. If I remember correctly, they were watching season four which isn't a particularly strong season. I have this theory about Buffy that the individual episodes got stronger as the show went along, but the actual story arcs that went throughout the the seasons got weaker. But I, I've seen every episode of Buffy, but it's, it's just been a long time. Can I ask some questions? Sure. Is Allison Hannigan's character Jewish? I'm actually, yeah, I think so. It is. It's a trick question. Okay. You got me there. No, uh, can I ask what is Josh Whedon's relationship to the original movie from the eighties with Kirsty Swan, Christy Swanson, Josh, whatever her name? Josh Whedon. You said Josh. Josh Whedon. Uh, you know, I don't know. I think I want to say he wrote it. Okay. I've never seen the original movie. Wow, I'm more of a Buffy fan than you. Apparently, <laughs> you've seen the original movie. Yeah. Is it bad? It's not. It's whatever. It's kind of funny, I guess. I did have a moment because of the fact that we are watching these out of order and theoretically someone could be watching this episode and never have seen any Buffy. And I had a moment where I was like, oh no, what if they don't know that vampires exist in the world and that she's supposed to kill them? And then I remembered the full title of the show and felt like an idiot. And then felt like I had to share that moment on the podcast. You just did. Yeah. Mission accomplished. <laughs> Congratulations. Band Candy's in season three, which is pretty early. There's still some stuff about Buffy that's kind of rough during season three. I chose this episode 
for a specific reason. And one of those reasons I can't really tell you about because it ties into... I know what it was. The third episode we're going to watch. I know. You love candy. <laughs> I actually don't. I'm not a big chocolate fan. Okay. Yeah. But this is just one of the strongest sort of early individual episodes that does a good job of standing alone. And I think it's representative of a good Buffy episode because it is, I think it is just, it's a strong premise. I think it doesn't take itself too seriously. It has fun with it. And also interesting to me is the town of Sunnydale, which is where the show is set, is almost a character in the sense that what's going on affects the entire town. And it's it's up to Buffy to save it. <coughs> Sorry. One of the concepts of the show is that the town is located. Do you want to just remove that lung and then do the <laughs> podcast? <coughs> You're <all> right. <laughs> I'm a lot better after you made fun of my malady. So one of the conceits of the show is that the town is located on what they call the Hellmouth, which is basically this portal into hell where all of these evil events sort of collect. It's also what I call my toilet bowl. <laughs> so it, it does make sense that all these evils... It, it's a it's a fun and a l- little bit silly excuse for Please why all these yeah, events I, would be happening. It's good. I sure. don't, you don't have to apologize for it. All right. That part is good. Okay. That part. Yeah. What do you think about the other parts? Okay. I don't know. I didn't know what a lot of what was going on. Because obviously there's like way back. Story. I was trying to remember why is like the dude uh, Angel? Why is he? What's wrong with him? I mean, that's not really the purpose of this thing, but this journey through four episodes of Buffy. But I just need to know. It's it spoils a lot of season two, which theoretically people might want to go back and watch. Okay, question withdrawn. Theoretically, you might want to go back and watch. <laughs> theoretically, no. I Buffy. I did realize when watching this just how much is going on, how many plot lines are in motion. How Buffy many... is a super serialized show. Yeah. I feel I have a lot of things I want to say about the show in general. Good. Okay. I think Buffy sort of created a genre. I think Buffy created, in a way, the superhero television genre that we see so much of today. Yeah. Like every single CW right. show. And... I've tried so hard. I've watched a couple episodes of Arrow. I've watched a couple episodes of Supergirl. You know, I've tried to get into those shows because I think that they are in a way built on the Buffy blueprint. And just none of them have grabbed me the way that Buffy has. And I don't know if part of that is because I started watching Buffy in high school and Buffy does such a good job of dealing with issues that high school kids are going through and sort of... Yeah, I mean, this kind of show is aimed at high schoolers yeah it is like you come home and you have to do your homework and you don't have you can't do anything like on weeknights and the only thing that is kind of a solace is that wednesday nights is buffy or whatever you know what i mean i i had those shows when i was growing up too and i I do know that some adults have come to buffy and and we're fans of buffy as adults but i do see how it would appeal specifically to to young adults Especially because it's so good at sort of attacking a serious issue with a metaphor, with some sort of fantastical allegory. And in a way, it was able to deal with a lot of issues that otherwise other shows couldn't really tackle. And this in this episode in particular isn't really a good example of that, but there are a number of those. 
I really wish I could say the shows that Buffy influence have that I've enjoyed those, but I, I just haven't. And people, Buffy the Vampire Slayer alumni, writers that worked on Buffy and have gone to other shows have brought elements of Buffy to those shows. But again, they just still haven't grabbed me. Shows like Once Upon a Time, where very much like Buffy, the town is sort of part of the conceit that hasn't grabbed me. Uh, even the stuff that Joss Whedon has gone on to do. I loved Angel. Angel's the spinoff Buffy show. Which is sort of darker and... Isn't it basically like a cop movie, a cop show, but with a vampire? It's a little bit more of a cop show, yeah. But uh, He's like a detective or something? Yeah, yeah. And there's a show called Supernatural on the CW, which yeah, that's actually... The, yeah, that's actually the closest that a show's come to scratching my Buffy itch. Okay. Ooh, you should get that checked out. <laughs> Yeah, I knew that one was coming. Yeah, classic itch joke. But I like that show in much, much in the same way that Buffy had serious episodes and it had silly episodes. And it also had episodes where it very carefully was able to weave those two tones together pretty deftly. And I think the supernatural accomplishes the same thing. All right, should we talk about the, this actual episode, though? Yeah, so... Give in, a synopsis. In this particular episode, Buffy and her friends are given this band candy, this chocolate bars to sell to f raise money for the band and all of the adults in their lives start to act kind of immature and it's this gradual realization that something mystical is going on and of course it turns out that the candy that they're selling for the band is making these adults revert to this sort of childlike state and it's all part of this sort of hazy end goal where they kind of cause all this chaos and all the kids are left to fend for themselves and the town is kind of designed to tear itself apart from the inside a little bit. It's while a bunch of people grab babies and feed it to a demon. Oh yeah. I forgot about the baby part. And are the chocolate bars making the adults into kids or are they making them drunk? Because yeah. that's what I got. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's how it's played. It's weird. Yeah. The tone's a little weird, but I think that the intent is, yeah, I know. I yeah, got obviously. the intent. It's played like drunk, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe like everyone was drunk when they were kids, and that's <laughs> what they went back to. I mean, to be fair, a large part of the episode takes place in that bar club thing where, obviously, they were drinking. Were they? Oh, they keep talking about Buffy's summer, like where she's in her summer off or something. She was bad. I don't know. What, what oh. Happened? I very, I only vaguely know. I think that the second season ended with her running away from home. <laughs> she didn't want to be a slayer anymore. Yeah, it's a hard, hard it's life, a man. Hard life, yeah. She had to study for the SATs and slay demons in one night. That's in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, we don't even see her to go take the SAT the next day. You're right. We don't know how that turns out. Well, actually, no, I think we do. But the we next don't. Episode? We don't get to see her actually filling in any bubbles, which is kind of lame. <laughs> Thanks. That's all I wanted. Just a couple of questions answered. Just one scene with a proctor. Frank Oz could have played the proctor. It's funny how that was my biggest concern. Yes, yeah, so she's going to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's maybe not the absolute strongest foot I could have started off on. And as I said, it's been a long time since I've seen this show. But again, I th I think it is a fun premise. And I think that yeah. seeing the different versions of the adults is fun, but possibly more fun if you 
knew all knew, the adults. Yeah, knew more about them ahead of time. I guess. Interesting episode. <laughs> very bizarre villain scheme. Yeah, very. It really is. We want to get all the adults acting like kids just so they won't notice when we steal babies. It seems like there are easier ways to go about that. Yeah, and what's weird is that do they really need you not to notice? Like, it was four vampires. They could have just gone in and stolen those babies. Right. Yeah. I can't defend that. And then the, like, fight with the dude who's not the mayor, who's the other guy. The mayor's, like, second-in-command dude. She fights him, and then he goes, like, he has, like, bad villain line where he goes, like, show me what you got. Like, I or he goes, I usually let people fight for me, but show me what you got. And then, like, she's about to, and then somebody else goes and fights him instead. I think somebody goes and fights him instead and then doesn't do a good job. And then the demon comes, so she just bat- she just defeats the demon. And then the guy doesn't even wait to fight her. And he's like, all right, I'm going to head out of here. And he's like, we'll fight later, which is like, keep watching this show is the <laughs> subtext. I don't know if he comes back. Like that trickster guy. He must. Anyway, plus um, her scene with uh, Angel, he's like, oh, I'm so worried. And she's like, you won't need me anymore after this. And then he's like, yeah, I won't need you. It'll be better. But they like both don't mean that. And it's so fucking obvious. And they're like, and I'm just moody teenage. Ugh. I remember the teenage angst, that ugh. like romance hitting a little harder when I was younger. I, the, the acting in this was not exceptional. Across the board. Okay. Yeah. The, the whole. Hot, though. <laughs> she is though. We'll just wait until you get to our third episode. What? Just wait until you get to our wait, third really? episode. Oh yeah. wow! I'm gonna go home and watch it tonight. You you really hated this a lot. No, I. It's weird because I. I mean, I watched four seasons of this. So why? Let's get into yeah, that. Why did weird, you watch? Four yeah, seasons? Can I? Can yeah. I? I was trying to unravel that. I don't know. It, I think, honestly, it just shows how much patience I had for a TV series. You're a monk, is what you want to say. I, this was in this was in college. I had a lot of time, and I've always been I've always been binge watching TV since I was a kid. Way before it was cool. I don't think it's cool now <laughs> or ever. I would buy TV shows on on DVD, and I would buy like these seasons, and then I would just watch entire seasons in like a few a couple days. Well, here's um, the other thing. That's about what's Buffy. nice about being an only child. <laughs> but uh, but I would watch. Yeah, so I watched Buffy, and I was like, "When does it get?" Because Buffy has such a following. Yeah, it's crazy. And like the stuff underneath is kind of cool. It, I mean, it's like the same way True Blood. I never watched it, but isn't True Blood kind of following in the footsteps of footsteps <laughs> of Buffy? Not just in the vampire sense. Uh, True Blood is more of True Blood mixes that camp with serial. It's allegorical. It's like vampires as gay people, right? Yeah. The camp is different. It's less wink, wink. Wait, nudge, is it nudge. vampires as gay people? Did I make that Yeah, up? no, it is. It is. Yeah. Okay. They, the whole, there's a whole metaphor of vampires coming out of the closet. Right. Coming yeah. out of the coffin. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. That's what they say. I no, mean, that's I think, fucking cool. I think part of the reason you're probably, what you probably watch her for seasons is just that. I'll tell you why I stopped. Okay. Because that nonsense about in call in season four or whatever, like college students being 
super soldiers for the military to fight yeah. monsters. Not one of its strongest moments. I actually think that season four, as I said, it has a lot of strong episodes in it, like Hush, which we're going to watch next week. But in general, season four is weak. And so that's where I stopped. But yeah, I don't know why. I, I don't remember ever really digging the show. Well, Buffy is so good at stringing you along. There's always unanswered questions. Characters are always going through things. There's love triangle upon love triangle that you want to see resolved. Okay, so yeah. if you end up buying into any of that, you, you'll yeah. be strung along for a while. So do you need a cough? Cough break? We need a cough button. <laughs> it wasn't a cough break and then it became one. I will say... I, I love the core group of Buffy characters. Yeah. I think Willow is cool. She's really cool. And she goes through some crazy transformations in later seasons that you don't know anything about. I do. Okay, well, fine. She becomes a witch. And a lesbian. I know. Yeah. I love Giles. I think Giles, Giles really is cool. Giles is cool. And they, I don't love do, they never do enough with Giles. They never do enough with his backstory because in this episode, she calls him Ripper. And you sort of see that he was this bad boy, had this pretty violent upbringing. And I think at one point it was rumored that there was going to be a Young Giles show, and it just never materialized. But what a great father figure and just endless source of knowledge. I mean, it, he could have so easily been a terrible character because his main source is there to just sort of give Buffy her mission and tell her about the monster and its weaknesses but he's actually just interesting and sort of funny in his own right. Yeah. And their relationship is really cute too. Yeah. I mean, isn't like what's cool about him that he is training a vampire slayer, like this badass vampire slayer, 80 pound vampire slayer, <laughs> but he is like the nerdiest college professor basically. Yeah. It's like, here's how you have to kill a vampire. Uh, first you step one you grab the, you know what i mean like it's like that yeah it's like professor fink from the simpsons telling you how to like be a nascar driver and there's another so i guess i won't spoil it later on but there's another yeah, giles, let's just talk about oh okay there's another giles like character later on that starts off as sort of the insufferable version of giles but then goes through some really cool transformations and then becomes a character in angel and he basically goes from being the insufferable version of Giles to losing his voice, being wheelchair bound and shooting demons with a shotgun from a wheelchair while mute, which is pretty cool. Yeah. As far as character is. transformations go. Yeah. So next week we'll be doing our second Buffy episode, which is season four, episode 10 hush. And this is a pretty cool episode. I think the premise is cool. And, I'm excited to see more Buffy. Of course I would be. It's my show. See you next time and have an amazing week.